It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Right now, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Go to Love Racing and you can uh, find out all the sorts of ownership opportunities, whether that's syndication, um, find out where these horses uh, what are being trained by who they're being trained by and where you can find those opportunities, all at loveracing.nz. David Archer has a lifetime in racing. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he's had, well, a lot of luck, but it doesn't it can't always be luck. And today, Dark Destroyer goes back to the races in Queensland. And, David, it must be a, a sprightly morning for you when one of your Group 1 winners returns to the races. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Louis. Yeah, it's lovely to have... Uh, Boy, as we call him, Dark Destroyer, back to the races. He's a brave boy, a brave boy, a brave horse, and it'll be lovely to see how he goes around today. Do you, David, I said you got a lifetime in racing because you do. Do you still have the same zest for it on on game day? Like, do you still wake up and you have the butterflies and you're just excited and passionate? <laughs> yes, we do. Diane and I, uh, we feel just the same as we always have. We. We chase them just as much as we used to. I guess we're both in our mid-70s now, so we don't uh, sometimes make every single race uh, just to watch them, but we do watch most of their races. We get to see them. We love them. I guess my personality is one that I, over the time, I guess, and not that I do it on purpose, I don't get too many butterflies before a race, like a lot of people do. Um, and I think that's just that you know, racing's full of Wonderful, wonderful experiences, but for every good experience, you're going to get two or three knocks, aren't you? And I think, I think the body sort of gets used to not wanting to go on too much of a high, so you don't fall off the cliff too hard when they don't do do well. So I don't get butterflies beforehand, but at the time of the race starting, it doesn't matter if it's a maiden race. Um, we'll get excited. We we love our ponies. We well, we go to the races to watch them because we do love them. And at first or last, we go and give them a big hug and a pat afterwards. So it's a life we enjoy very much, Louis. Uh, David, good morning. It's Michael here. We obviously see you hey, um, as an owner because obviously your colours are on the horses and your name's in the book. But obviously you're far more than that. So talk to us about um, Arc, Archer Equine. So do you have an adjustment farm? Do you pre-train some of these horses before they go to their other trainers? How does the whole body of work work uh, right from the breeding? Yeah, yeah, no, we are very lucky, Mike, and nice to chat to you as well. I, um, Arctic Equine is a, uh, a very small little company. People sometimes think we think we're a bit more involved than we are. We don't have an awful lot of horses, but we had a very lovely property at Caraca, twenty acres there, which is managed by uh, Amy Duran, who's done that for us from day one and does a fantastic job at the farm. She's assisted by Hannah Thompson there, and we have a little pre-training track. Uh, it's about seven fifty metres round. Um, it got badly damaged in one corner by uh, those recent horrendous storms, but other than that, it stood up magnificently. And so, yep, we have the fun uh, of the farm at Caraca, which is 30 minutes from where we live in Auckland, and so we go out every weekend and watch them pre-train, and uh, Amy and Amy and Hannah do the pre-training for us, and usually, as a pattern, we would do, you know, five, six weeks on average, sometimes less, sometimes more pre-training, so when the uh, trainers get a horse, the horses in reasonable shape and yeah and it's, it's not only fun to go and watch them but I think it's a good pattern they 
they get a bit of change. They quite like getting pre-trained somewhere else and then going into the stables. It's like you know, like going on holiday. David, you've had uh, a succession of wonderful horses. Obviously, you've had plenty of bad horses. We don't hear about because that's how that tends to work. But you've obviously <laughs> had Mufasa, who who was a great horse, and then you had Bostonian or the Bostonian, who is probably. A bit underrated. He won three Group 1 sprints in Australia. Not many horses in history from this country have done that. You've had Sir Charles Road, who actually led a Melbourne Cup at the 400 metre mark, which is a hell of a thing to achieve, and it must have given you a bit of a buzz. And, and now you've got Dark Destroyer, who actually won the first Group 1 of the season, beating, among others, Imperatrice. What's your best horse and... Is it that your favourite horse, or is your best horse and your favourite horse two different things? <laughs> um, yeah, we've been very fortunate, Mike, as you said, and um, Galleon's Reach actually was the first group one we ever had, um, and we were very lucky. Uh, Scotty was asking us the other day here at Eagle Farm um, how, how it all happened, and you know we we bought a, a little filly called um, a Belgeois who was very very fast uh, by Melafont and. Uh, to, that's got us started in our new uh, revisiting the races and two years later we knew how fast she was and there was a horse up for sale by Pentire at Rich Hill and uh, we thought well if this horse is a few lengths faster by a better sire than Belgeois it's got to be a good horse and that was Mufasa so we were very fortunate to buy Mufasa and uh, from there we've just been um, had a, a run of lovely lovely horses and great wins. Mufasa is always going to be special. I mean, he was the one that won ten Group One for us. Probably should have won a lot more. He just had, he had bad feet and a bad breathing problem. Uh, how many he could have won if he'd been left, to, you know, left alone as far as those things were concerned. Some of his races were so brave it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't funny. But you know, uh, Bostonian came along and. Uh, he um, is equally a beautiful horse, and, and if he hadn't had a, a fetlock um, injury issue, you know, he'd arrived with Mufasa, and we'd have had uh, two of that that quality, which would be something quite special. So they both mean a lot to us. They're both at our home now at Karaka. They both wander around having fun. Um, Mufasa has always been a kind horse. He's never looked at hurting you. Um, Chevy used to take my head off when he was racing. Uh, he's now a pet at home and settled in and, and very happy. So those horses are very, very special to us, as are all the others. And now Dark Destroyer is giving us as much fun. So, you know, I don't know that I sit here saying I have a, a favourite horse, but to say that um, uh, Mufasa isn't the number one would be, uh, would, be, uh, would be wrong, yeah. Fair enough. Makes perfect sense, David. And uh, what a wonderful story he was for uh, Sticko as well. And I know he thinks fondly of those mm-hmm. days. Um, Dark, Dark Destroyer, what are you hearing from Lance and Andrew? Where, where's he at? Because, I mean, it was a pretty yeah. successful oh. prepar- preparation last time in. One, one start, one group, one win. But obviously it would have been good to keep him in work. He's back, though, and he's earned a trip to Australia. Well, he has. Um, I think, Louis, it'll give him perspective today. Um, he, he's just such a brave horse, and he's so athletic. You know, you go back to derby time, and New Zealand was favourite New Zealand derby, favourite for the Australian derby, and he went sore right on derby time, so we had to take him off. Then weeks later, he's just jumped around the paddock, you know, so we shot him across to to um, uh, Queensland, and he won the rough, ha- rough habit. He was sick at Queensland Guineas. He was unlucky in the Queensland Derby. Um, and that was on a like a seven-week preparation. And he's that kind of horse. So when we came back to New Zealand and after that, because that was squeezing him up a bit, you lost your way a bit in, in timing, um, he was again running around the paddock, kicking his straps and said, rang Scott. He said, we're going to 
get him going. Let's have a crack at the task, you know. So we did. And then again, on nothing more than a seven or eight week preparation, well done, Andrew Scott and co., um, he, he um, came up and won the Tarzino. Part of that, of course, is what Amy does at home, and she has a magnificent job preparing these horses for Scotty. So he's that kind of horse. Then he wins the Tarzino. The very next week, he gets a lung infection, and it was not an easy one. Wonderful vet Jenny here in Auckland has worked with him and Amy for months. And all of our work has been done in concert with Andrew, so he's been weekly contacted and discussed the vet has taken him through to where for, for months he just couldn't get rid of the fluid on his lungs and then we finally got to the point we thought we were there so under vet advice again working with Scotty at home Amy and the vet took him to you know a 600 fast gallop an 800 fast gallop a thousand meter fast gallop to find out that he wasn't going to hurt his lungs as best we could tell and he told us he was okay so again with Scotty's consent we are on a very short preparation into Queensland. He's one brave horse. But to expect him to come through all of that first up um, against a pretty strong field this year in the BRC um, and actually win it, uh, he'd have to be a freak. So, you know, when friends have phoned me in this last week and said, how are you at with it? I say, you know, we just want to see him do his usual brave race and so show us that his lungs are okay and he's got no lingering issues. If he ran a place in the race, we'd be out of our tree. I've just had the latest. Of, uh, Scotty's very good at giving updates, and he just gave, gave the morning update this morning. The horse is well. He's striding out. There is no doubt um, that he would benefit from the race. His last two little pieces of work, one under Ben Thompson, one under Pratard, who's doing a great job here in uh, Queensland, um, he's shown that he will benefit from the race. So, you know, group three, some very good horses. Um, if we're sitting here thinking, wow, we win this race, that's not how you feel. I mean, if he won it, he'd be a freak. If he ran a really brave race again and said he's okay, we'd be happy because Queensland's really in part about a stopgap. We'll go to, uh, to um, Melbourne, we would hope, for the spring if he's well. Uh, this means that we can't just leave in the paddock for 12 months, and so that's really why he's here. If he places or wins a race here on the way, we'll be very, very happy. But it's warm over here after his... Uh, lung infection, so he's enjoying it, and that's really why he's here. If he runs well today, we'll be happy. If he ran the place today, we'd be ecstatic. Uh, very well explained, David, and we look forward to whatever he does today. We look forward to following him throughout the spring, and hopefully, he gets that return trip to Australia. Hey, do you have, um, before we let you crack on, do you have something in the paddock or something you've recently bred or bought that we should just keep an eye on that maybe is in pre-training or with a trainer we haven't seen debut yet is there do you have something that you're excited about yeah, yeah we do louis um but I, like all of us hey when you're in the horse game dreams are free aren't they and um, they are until they actually hit the, until they hit the racetrack and I, people say oh, they got to have a big heart they got to have this they got to have i say they've actually got to want to be a racehorse and you don't know until they race whether they actually want to beat the the horse next to them. We have a very we, don't, we have very few in training right now. We've only got a, a, an old Mansell colt with, um, with Scotty and Andrew. We've got a, a slam dunk with Stephen Marsh, and I think we're down to that. We got so we're not too many in training at present. But we did buy three this year and we, and bred two. And the three we bought, I think, are fantastic. We bought a Bellato filly from Nui. We bought a um, Darcy Brahma colt from um, Pincaro. We bought. A uh, Bamberra from Windsor Park, and I've said to people, said to Diane, 
I reckon we might have bought the three best horses we've ever bought, uh, accumulatively. So we're very happy with them. And we also have uh, had Fred, thanks to Waikato Stud, a Savabeel filly out of Bostonian's mum. And we've got On the Ground, which Mark Chittick told us is quite special. And we have at Cambridge Stud an Al- a uh, Halleyum Zane out of Seven Shillings, um, which has thrown the Emily Margarets and some sort of lovely horses. And again, Cambridge Stud is saying to us, that's a stunning colt. So a couple On the Ground breeding-wise, three we've bought. No names yet, other than paddock names, um, um, but they're all they are all looking really good, and broken in, and ready to go. Yep. Oh, there's oh, some serious. There's some serious bloodstock there, David. Very exciting. Hey, good luck today. Great to see Dark Destroyer back at the races. As Mick said, that was the first Group One of the year a long time ago. So it's just good to see him oh. back at the races, and we'll talk again really soon. I'm sure. Champion, Lee. Thanks, mate.